Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you're as grateful for the fast forward button as the rest of us. That was Adam's foray into taking too much Molly one night. I can just see you with your shirt off, sweating, making that beat. <laughs> Sunglasses on at the computer, even though it's the lights are off. Yeah, yeah, awesome. This is a banger. Is it hot in here? God damn. You All know, the uh, monitors reflecting green text rapidly across his glasses. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 He's literally coding the song. It's not even like a, a DAW or a, a Fruity Loops or anything like that. He's he's literally coding the fucking song as he uh, as he types. <laughs> what in tarnation? <laughs> what in tarnation? And there's a large can of not monster next to him. <laughs> not monster. That's kind of what using a tracker was like back in the days. It's What's like that? barely a DAW. It was like oh. pre-DAW. He would use like this thing and. It was just like you hit play and it would just go down vertically and just play shit like samples in order. You can go down no real... vertically on this sample. Hey, come here. Turn your kid. <laughs> Pretty short sample. I love it. So you're looking <laughs> up current news. I was like, you know, I don't, I don't really can't think of anything to talk about, but. Went to Casa Bonita this week. That was an experience. Yeah. How was that? You, it, it, you didn't, you didn't leave us. Feeling like it's the exciting sit in a queue for four months and wait for it type. Have experience. you been to Meow Wolf? I have not yet. No. It's kind of well. You don't go I don't to Meow Wolf for the pictures cafe. And stuff. Yeah. Okay. Just like you don't go to Casa Bonita for the food. <laughs> Still though, like that was supposed to. It's be a the, restaurant. Yeah, but the guys from South Park are like Adam. Like I could see them like ironically making shitty food. You know, like. <laughs> It still sucks. Well, it was shitty even before it shut down. Like that was well, the I whole know. thing. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it it won't cause food poisoning now. Yeah, and I guess it it like used to. It's I so the upscale Taco Bell. For those uh, for those of you that have been with us since the beginning, hi Adam's mom. Actually, I don't even think she listens. She's married now. She hasn't got time for this bullshit. Um, Rich, who who started this podcast with us a couple years ago. Uh, he's a native of Colorado and he was the first dude I met when I moved out here for my job. And, uh, we, we go up into our office and the office hadn't even built yet, you know, so everyone's just kind of finding a spot to hang out and work. And I met this dude and he immediately just like walked up and was like, we're friends now. And I'm like, okay. You know, and, uh, people would come up and ask him like, yeah, you know, what kind of stuff should we do? And he'd, he'd tell them all this stuff and he'd be like, oh man, yeah. And you got to go to Casa Bonita and go get the food and all that, you know? And they'd walk away and he'd turn to me and be like, don't ever eat Casa Bonita. Do you understand me? Never. <laughs> I was like, what? why? He's like, dude, you just, you don't. He said, go there, check out the, the uh, cliff divers, eat the sopapillas. Don't eat any of the food. You will get the shits. And then like somebody would walk by and be like, Hey, we're going to Casa Bonita tonight on your recommendation. And Rich is like, yeah, yeah, cool, man. Cool. Let me know what you think. He was telling uh, me about that. It was like the whole inside joke with all the Colorado natives. Yeah. As the transplants come in, you know, oh, yeah, you're going to go to Casa Bonita. It's, it's the best Mexican food you'll ever eat ever. Right. I mean, come on, look at it. it it's Casa Bonita. It's the just, beautiful house. Just call well, it the best Mexican food in town. That way you just set the benchmark right there dude seriously right 
like it and, felt like a weird mix of a Disney attraction uh-huh. and shitty Mexican food. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't the worst I've ever had, but the bar was pretty low for that place. And the thing is, and I, I sincerely hope this doesn't come across as sounding racist, but knowing some of the other podcasts we've done, <laughs> me, no, um, I don't mean to be racist, but, uh, well, actually, actually you would think so. And Doug can back me up on this. When we were in Alabama, uh, and it was central Alabama, it was Birmingham. So it's not like it was. I'm not racist. Doug can back me up on this. Yeah. I'm not racist, but when me and Doug were in Alabama, um, (laughs) I mean, raise down, raise hell. Yeah. Um, Alabama, all they say is thank God for Mississippi. The, the Mexican food there was actually on point. And I'm sure, Doug, you remember, I used to call well, them bodegas, even though I know that's not what they're called. But they were just these little unassuming block buildings, sometimes in the middle of fucking nowhere. And you'd go in and for like seven, eight, nine dollars you'd get this fucking platter of uh, uh, Mexican food, burritos. And it was very simple. That was the one thing I remembered is like it wasn't all crazy with sour cream and all this other stuff on it. It's very basic. What are the uh, what are the peppers? Uh, re- 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 Chili relleno. Relleno. Thank you. I had never Rolinos. had them before. And it came. Chili relleno's. 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 Can I get and, the relleno uh, pepper? It came with one of those. I don't know why I can't say relleno. Um, and I was like, oh, stuffed pepper. Yeah, right. <laughs> very white, dude. I put that in my mouth. And I was like, oh, oh, oh my. You know, so. The yeah, food, there, the Mexican food, there was so good, and you would think that being in the out in the West, Southwest, right, uh, Texas and New Mexico and Mexico, <laughs> you would think the food here would be better than Mexican food, and it's not. And I think it's, it's bad, all made by white dude. people. It's bad. Oh, many. Huh? Well, for Alabama, there was a very specific reason for that. Um. Since I lived in the Alabama from 1975, yeah, 1975 until 2014. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's okay. <laughs> I escaped. Um, but For regardless, now. you know, in the 70s and 80s, there were not that many Mexican restaurants at all. In Alabama. Oh. And then, yeah, around about the 90s, uh, you know, before Bill Clinton uh, started talking about immigration and all of that other shit, uh, like in the later 90s, there were a lot of Mexicans at that time because, like, work permits became easier to get. Mm. Uh, and people were coming over here making money. Uh, you know, they would stay for a certain amount of time and then they would go home and then live, you know, 10, 15, 20 years off of what they made. Right. So while all of this was going on, when they started tightening up immigration policy in the 90s, um, because, you know, you had a lot of agricultural workers who were mainly farmhands mm. working in chicken factories, all of that okay. kind of stuff. The population yeah. of Latinos, yeah, uh, 
started seriously increasing in the 90s. And there was a corresponding where they start, you know, where people started opening up Mexican restaurants and they would hire actual Mexicans to cook the Mexican food. Right. And, you know, the guy that you really wanted was the little schmuck that, you know, he decides he wants to run a taco stand out in front of some trailer park. (laughs) Oh, yes. You want to hire that guy. No, I want him to just keep making those tacos outside the fucking trailer park because they are bomb. (laughs) Yeah. Which trailer park is this and where's the address? There there was one in Fultondale called Hundred Oaks Mobile Home Park. And it was the only place that I had ever had because, you know, they, they, they would still go out and uh, sell meat goats out in the country once the Mexicans showed up. Because before that, you know, people just let the goats wander around. They might milk the goat. They may have they were long every once in a while. But, you know, most people weren't using them for produce, I guess you would call them, or livestock. Yeah, in the South, know. they used them for something else. <laughs> yeah, got them up close to the edge of the uh, cliff, but uh, that way they back yeah, they up. Back up, yeah. yeah. Got to edge the goat. So <laughs> I went over there, and they had goat, and they did it al pastor style. Mm. That is still. God damn. I have I have been chasing <laughs> that taco <laughs> to this day, and brother. We've nobody, all chased tacos in our day. Nobody uh, has ever cow. made me a taco as good as that, as ever, as that one. in my I've, life. Ever since that day, I've been chasing the taco high. That's that's how I felt about Mexican food in Georgia. I never really disliked it, but I never really went out of my way to get it. Yeah. Bumfuck Georgia. Yeah. And like two months before I moved out here, they opened Takaria. Uh, mm-hmm. I walk in and there's like a bar with, I don't know, 20 different homemade hot sauces. Oh, yeah. All kinds of uh, accoutrements and shit. And I go up there and look at the menu. Expecting like some hard shell tacos and get the corn tortilla soft shell tacos and chorizo and (laughs) random, random stuff and I think I ate that place probably at least three or four times a week for the <laughs> month or two before I moved out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had a Doug, bunch of hot sauces, but you didn't you didn't eat any of those, right? You're not a hot sauce fan. He's not a hot sauce guy. Oh, no. no, no, he doesn't have the power. I haven't for contributed it. to Dan's wall of flavor tag. <laughs> <laughs> guys that uh, the guys that work for me, we've we've started a uh, on one of the guys' desk. We call him the uh, Minister of Flavor. And, uh, we all just buy hot sauces to try and we bring them in and we put them on his desk and then we just, we all share them. And Robbie has brought me a couple that, uh, as one of my guys said, eventually we're going to wind up with somebody, uh, having to go to the hospital for a bleeding asshole. So, cause it's all ghost scorpion. Uh, I came in one day and my guys had decided, uh, one of the guys, family still lives back in Charlotte and back in the Carolinas and they grow their own Carolina reapers. So he brought this giant, I mean, giant bag of reapers back with him. And they had decided at like 
eight o'clock in the morning. I rolled in a couple minutes after eight and th- there's three or four guys just standing around and they're, there's tears in their eyes. They're flushed. They're all drinking, you know, Mountain Dew and stuff. And I'm like, the fuck happened here? And they tell me the story that they brought in, he brought in the Reapers. And so they decided to challenge each other and, and eat these Reapers. So they legitimately sat there and like just bit into these fucking Reapers and they all paid the price. And I told each and every one of them, none of you are going home. <laughs> Do you understand me? None of you are going home. So they all recovered pretty quick. Um, but yeah, so that's the kind of dumb shit they do. I just sit back and watch. I like, uh, I like hot sauces. I like spicy food, but it's got a, like, um, the, I was telling the guys about the chicken biryani, uh, from Hyderabad down there, Adam. And now they're all, everybody wants to try it. So we're gonna have to get a couple containers of it. And I told him, I said, man, this shit's warm. One of my guys, one of my guys is from, uh, his family's from West Indies. He's from New York city, but, uh, West Indies. And uh, he hit me up one night and said, hey, man, you're going to be in the office tomorrow. I said, yeah. He says, uh, okay, I'm going to bring you some – he made uh, lamb and rice and I forget what all it was, you know. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to bring you some. I got, I got some extra and I know you like trying different foods. I'm going to bring you some. I said, yeah, it'll be great. So he says, hey, it's in the fridge. So about lunchtime I go in and I nuke it and you know, bring it in. <laughs> and I start eating it. And I was like, hey – uh." Oh, this, uh, you didn't make this, you didn't make this as a, as a white guy recipe, did you? And he looks at me and goes, fuck no. Dude, that was <laughs> on fire. That shit There's hurts been a so a couple bad. times you've basically been assassinated. <laughs> with, I, I, I like, told someone you I lost, be hearing, like, lost hearing. Where are you going to be? Where are you going to be tomorrow, uh, Dan? Where are you going to be? Oh, oh, you're going to come in to work? Okay. Right, cool. <laughs> cool. And then they hang the phone up and they're like, I'm going to blow his ass up. Yeah, the the Indians that that uh, have worked for me, uh, they, I I brought it on myself the one time because somebody, one of the guys brought in some chicken biryani. I had I had heard you know I I knew of chicken biryani from the Hyderabad house, and I was like, oh man, I love that stuff. And the guy had a big thing of it. I said, well, you you ain't even gonna give me any. And I was really playing around. I wasn't expecting him to. And he's like, oh no, you you this is too hot for you. Okay, well now it's challenge accepted. I'm like, look here. And this was the first time. This was the first time I fucked with any Indian. Oh, honey, no. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, he, he dipped some out and he's like, okay. Well, actually he said, okay. Um, Cause he's a very, very quiet individual, but uh, he dipped it Hell out. Yeah. Hell yeah, exactly. And uh, I went what? back to my desk. What did you say, Robbie? Hmm? What <laughs> So I go back to my desk. I put about three bites in my mouth and you heard the, you know, the, uh, the, the meme, the, the announcer that says it was then that he knew he fucked up, but there had been so much bravado and machismo at that point that, and being the manager, I was like, you know, I gotta be the alpha here. I can't, I can't let him see me sweat. So I eat it and literally I'm sweating. The next day I get up and my sinuses were so fucked that I couldn't hear out of my left ear. <laughs> it fucked up my sinuses and my throat so bad and whatever drained out or whatever it was, I could not hear out of my left ear for like the rest yeah, that of that was day. a, that was cerebral fluid training. 
And that may very well have been, dude. <laughs> may very well have been. And I, I learned my fucking lesson. Um, the When I worked in the kitchens uh, back way back in the day, uh, worked at a Red Lobster and the Mexicans were all eating this soup and it was like a broth, like a real thin broth, watery broth, but you could see like some oil in it and it had like a yellow color. Oh, and it no. literally had... <laughs> And it literally had jalapenos floating in it and, and some other like herbs and spices. And it was just a, it was broth. It was wintertime in Columbus, Ohio. And I walked back and I could smell it. And I was like, man, that smells good. And one of the guys is like, they used to call me pinche pelon, which is a uh, fucking baldy or bald fucker, you know, whatever. And uh, he's like, pelon. He said, you want some? I said, uh, and another dude walks over to me and he's like, no, 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 senor, senor, no, no, no. And I'm like, what? And they all start laughing and they're like, oh, you know, pinche pelon. Uh, what, what did I hear? Um, oh, basically fucking whitey, you know, ba- basically saying that because I'm a white guy, I can't handle it. And again, typically I don't buy into like toxic machismo bullshit, but I'm like, fuck you. I can handle it. <laughs> I got it down. Not, in fact, handle it. I got it down. I, I I drank that whole little bowl they gave me and they're cracking the fuck like tears. They're laughing so fucking hard. They have tears in their eyes because my pale ass just lit up. I'm sweating. I'm red. My lips are chapped and torn. And I, now I start laughing and, uh, you know, I'm out there waiting tables looking like <laughs> someone meth at that point so Just like dripping sweat on yeah. the, the <laughs> and lips table. All chat and going whoosh, every couple of seconds we're going <laughs> Oof, ah. so yeah i'm 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 dumb about that but I, I i got initiated when i was uh moved to alabama and some some field guys did the same thing they're hey come to lunch with us and they're like here eat this ghost pepper eat this scorpion pepper and i ate it and i asked the guys dude is that all that was that was just a pepper. He's like, why is it? Cause the fucking walls are breathing right now. So I had so much adrenaline and endorphins. That's only stage one. Oh dude. It was so fucking weird. The lights got That's bright. That's the come up. <laughs> we were in, yeah, the come up. We were at a meeting three and the fucking lights got bright and the wall started and I could feel like breathing. And I was like, dude, was this like some cross between a hallucinogenic mushroom and a scorpion pepper? And it was, the guy's like, no, no, sometimes that'll happen, you know? And Later, I read on the internet that it's it's like the adrenaline and endorphins and stuff that your body pumps out to deal so, with the fact that you just put still a scorpion. Yeah, <laughs> regardless, it's, scorpion. it's not the it's, it's not the hallucinating you need to worry about, Dan. That'll pass in fourteen hours. Uh, unfortunately, so might the pepper. So, but I think yeah, we I need like- to start being um, gatekeepy about uh, Carolina Reapers the same way people are gatekeepy about champagne. And tell them it's only really a Carolina Reaper if it comes from the Carolina region of the United States. I think that's kind of already a thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've got Reaper seeds that I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to, you know, germinate this year and make. But well, dude, if you I, plant them out there, it's not right. It's a Colorado Reaper, right? So, exactly. Or, you better it's, not. It's like uh, it's like cultural appropriation. It's so, just well, don't bring it out Carolina. It, but it wouldn't be cultural appropriation if you found a way to cross it with weed. Then everybody would be ooh. people would be like, "You made spicy weed." Spicy weed. It's like, yeah. <laughs> that, why is that, it so spicy? But you know, that's how you have lung damage. <laughs> spicy ketchup strain. 
it's a hybrid. Spicy, right? It's like just it's like hot box and fucking mace. Haha, <laughs> 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 we or, took five years off our life. Out here, out here, I'd have to, I'd have to uh, crossbreed the peppers with uh, hops so that you could make an IPA and green chilies. <laughs> yeah, and green chilies. <laughs> well, then it'd just be mediocre. Yeah, and overrated. Mediocre and overrated. I did not know that there is that that the reason that people get so bent out of shape about the hatch chilies is apparently there is a Hatch Valley out here somewhere. Oh, it's they, New Mexico. Is it New Mexico? Colorado's the Pueblo Chili. Oh, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Dear I, I got them backwards then. Yeah, don't tell the that, locals, but the green chili here is trash. It's, you know, it's good, but I mean, it's green chili. Like, I don't know. It's a thing that doesn't need to be on every fucking thing. Yeah. Right. Colorado style pizza. Colorado style sex. Colorado style. Go fuck yourself. Here's some green chilies. You know how everything in the South is covered in gravy? (laughs) Yeah, everything here is covered in green chilies. (laughs) I mean, that's exactly what green chili is here. If you look up a recipe, it's a fucking flour and butter with green chilies, broth, and pork. Yeah. It's a fucking gravy. You're not wrong. It's gravy. It's pepper not gravy. Wrong. It's, not. it's a thin, spicy gravy. So, and they put That's it on funny. fucking everything out here. And gravy does not have to be spicy. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> Speak for yourself, but hey guys, as a southerner, mm-hmm, just wanted you to know, gravy doesn't need to be spicy. Okay. You know I, there can, there can be know. things that it you have spicy gravy on. Sure. You no, know, I get it because, like, you know, I, I do like to go to Lucille's mm-hmm. and they have a, a Cajun gravy that's a little spicy and it's mm-hmm. really good. I could and see that. every time that I go, I get one thing three of their big ass biscuits Fuck covered yes. in gravy. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and that's the Keep only thing that I get anymore. Yeah. I've had all of their other I'm stuff. Almost there. I'm and almost it's there. good. But. Nothing as good as three biscuits (laughs) with gravy. Uh Uh-huh. And then? And then? Keep talking, Daddy. Keep talking. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there any sweet tea involved? (laughs) Oh, Step Chef, tell me about your biscuits. (laughs) Oh, no, Step Gravy. (laughs) Well, and I put so much goddamn black pepper in my gravy, it might as well be a, a hot fucking pepper at that point. So, um... I do like, man, I haven't had biscuits and gravy in fucking forever. Lucille's is probably about the closest I've found to a good Southern biscuit that. Oh, yeah. Rise and shine. Yeah. Yeah, I I haven't been to a lot of the breakfast places just because they're pretentious and you go at like 6 a.m. has entered chat. Yeah, at 6 a.m. there's a line out the door fucking two hours long. Dude, fuck you unless they are giving fucking hand jobs while i eat by a big titty goth midget not worth it that's a dog thing to say it's not (laughs) just i I have fucking met and been around each other a long time dude (laughs) if they're not gonna blow me while i'm eating this then fuck it i'm getting the gun but you know here's the thing right (laughs) i can cook not only can i cook but most of the time if i'm if i'm let me I'll put it this way. If I'm planning to cook, I'm a good cook. I will admit that if I'm like, oh, fuck, I haven't eaten today. I've cooked some weird shit, overcooked it. I've eaten some shit that's been like, 
ugh, this is so overcooked and tasteless, but it's what I have. But if I know, like if you guys are coming over and I'm going to do burgers or steaks or something, right? My burgers are good as fuck. My steaks are good as fuck. I'll vouch I don't need for to that. go to a restaurant. Hmm? I'll vouch for the burgers. I haven't had your steak. No, and, and, and we'll do that. So uh, I don't need to stand in line for two hours to eat some fucking hash browns or, or corned beef hash. Like, and, and Snooze has good corned beef hash. We, my ex and I used to do uh, to go, you know, one of us would drive up and get it. If you think theirs is good, try syrup. Syrup? Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. It's, it's killing me here. Um, <laughs> I think there's a guy named Jeff owns that place. Um, Doug, what was that? Was it the biscuit company or some shit like that? Denver biscuit company. Yeah. We all went down. I forget who all was there. I may have even still been married and we all went, tried to go down and they're like, it's a nine year wait. And we were like, yeah, nah, we out. (laughs) (laughs) We out. I forget where we went, but it was like, we were like, no. And then I think Doug went down like on a Thursday or something on his day off weeks later, hit me up. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'd have been mad if we would have sat there and waited. <laughs> yeah, was like, it was, that was right. Denver Biscuit Company. And yeah, you were still married at the time. We went to so. one of, because there was one in another end of town. And uh, yeah, I, I, I remember going up there because this was like pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Went up there and uh because you know it was it was definitely packed, and I asked him how long the wait was going to be, and it was going to be some ridiculous shit. Yeah, Seriously, it was like an hour and forty minutes or something. It, like, I, no. I, I want to say it was like knocking on two hours. Yeah, I thought so. And then we just fucked off to some other place over there and went to go get something to eat. And that's you know when you get up to that level, no, I, no. unless you're. <laughs> going to blow me while I eat it. I'm not going to stand there and wait, you know, fucking two hours for it. There it is. No, if I have to bring a fucking snack to stand in line to go eat, then it's off the table. (laughs) Well, if I have to get reservations through a lottery system three weeks in advance, fuck your tacos. (laughs) I'm hungry right now, goddammit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, you know, guys, eat your breakfast so that we can go stand in line and wait for two hours to eat breakfast. It's, I just don't get it. And But then again, you know, all of us are neurodivergent fucking introverts. Um, I'd say Robbie is probably the, the one trying to escape the most, but um, for the most part. 40 hours a week. You know, 40 hours a week. The, uh, I just don't. I, there's very little that I, I like doing. Like I went, I went to the ice castles here a few years ago with a woman I was dating and we had a really good time. It was fun. We drove all the way up to Dillon to go, but it was actually, it was really fucking cool when I was outside my comfort zone, but I had a great fucking time. Um, I want to go to Meow Wolf. Um, I want to go down there to the botanical garden stuff like that. I, I don't mind going out and doing things, but like I had a trip planned in March to go to um, uh, Utah to see a, a YouTuber that I, I watch, Matt's Off-Road Recovery. And I had the I had my ticket, uh, got my hotel reservations, time off at work. It was a 10-hour drive. Whoa, ticket. <laughs> ticket. 
It just sounded, you're like, yeah, there's a guy on YouTube that I like, so I was going to Utah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) You know where he lives. Love is love. The internet has put a lot of people together. Um, But then I found out that they they have sold almost all their tickets and they have 10,000 tickets. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Do I want to drive? That Dan realized he fucked up. Yeah, he had <laughs> fucked up. So the only thing I can't recoup is the ticket cost. It's like a hundred bucks. I don't care. Um, but to drive 10 hours with my dog, um, which becomes 12 hours <laughs> because, you know, you got to stop, let him piss, stuff like that. Um, so I drive all the way out there, stay in a hotel. I'm spending, yeah, you know, with gas and everything, probably at least a thousand dollars, maybe $1,200 which whatever for a vacation, it's cool. Everything's fine, you know, but then to go out there and be around 10,000 fucking people in the, uh, in the sand dunes watching shit, you can't get, you, you can't get up close to anything. You can't see anything. You know what I mean? Like that's, I don't like going to concerts at ball arena and stuff like that. I don't want to be in a, in a big concrete bowl with 10,000 people ever yeah, for anything. We talked about this a few times and I'm with you on that. I'll go see a few bands there. Like, Tool, for example, yeah, because it wasn't my favorite concert experience by any means, but right. I still had a good time. I had some. I want to get the fuck away from people like ten minutes before the show ended. But <laughs> well, but when we went to see uh, Chevelle and uh, who the fuck Three Days Grace, I think. Yeah, and uh, they we were like, oh, okay, looks like it's going to be the opener, um, which was like. I forget who it was. Anyway, it was, it was going to be the opener and then three days grace and then Chevelle. And we were like, eh, okay, whatever, you know, we got there. Well, because they were co-headlining like every other night, they, they swapped who uh, headlined. Well, that night Chevelle went on before three days grace, which was really Chevelle. I, if, if you like rock, if you like Chevelle, they, they put on a, for three dudes, they put on an amazing fucking show. It sounds fantastic. They get done with their set. Me and Robbie are standing there, you know, and you know, it thins out because people are going to go to the bathroom and drink and stuff like that. And we're both just standing there and we look at each other. We look back. Well, at well, well, look at the time. Yeah. We both look at each other again and we're like, you ready? <laughs> 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 and we fucking bounced. Uh, and it was like, that's, that's when I knew Robbie was my favorite fucking concert partner. So he, he was, he was picking up what I was putting down. Like neither one. It was like, eh, you know, I could stick around for three days, Grace, but eh. And yeah, I got I mine. Huh? I got mine. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I just, well, exactly. Yeah. Well, and then you got, see, it, it's kind of like you got the blow job and then you got to finish Right. While still having the blow job. Right, exactly. There was it's, it's like you got the concert experience and then you're like, and we can leave right now and there will be no, no fucking traffic. traffic. Yep. And there wasn't. And the thing was, is being that I am a Chevelle fan, like a huge Chevelle fan and not a three days grace fan. Exactly. I nutted already. Like Chevelle, Chevelle edged me for about 45 minutes. I nutted. They got off stage and I was like, three days oh, grace. Sandwich and a nap. <laughs> Three days grace was the fancy dinner. If yeah. they wanted you to do that, they should have done it before they blew you. Right, exactly. Like, you know, <laughs> now, Taco Bell on the way home at best. I drop you off at best. Yeah. So, and that's, that, that is a perfect segue. Actually, it's, uh, I don't know if that's a perfect segue or not, but um, 
I, I have a date tonight, like a real honest to God date. Um, that's why I said, I wouldn't share. Picking you up again. Uh, I mean, pretty much just right after the, uh, right after the, you know, 30 minutes of traffic. Well, yeah, at least, you know, um, the, the thing is, this is the first like legitimate date I've had in years. And what I mean by that is typically when you talk to women on Tinder, really any of the apps, but Tinder, Tinder tends to be my go-to only because there's the, the, the like quote unquote customer base. There's just, everybody's on it if they're single and or not single and trying to fuck, you know, but all the, the women that I've met off there, you, you chat for a week or two, uh, you wind up. They ghost you. Well, oh God, the ghosting is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you, one of you go, what, somebody goes to somebody else's house. Uh, you fuck a couple of times, two, three times, and then they ghost you. Right. And the thing is, is that a lot of the time I'm good with that. Like, whatever, I don't care. Um, but as of late, man, I've, I've kind of, I've been thinking about, you know, kind of wanting to start a thing again with someone, like not get married or anything, but have a person, you know, go camping, fucking maybe move in with somebody one day. I mean, that's, that's like the height of my commitment. Now, if I ask you to move in with me or we move in together, like I'm, I'm serious. Hey, I'm just <laughs> but, saying, my lease expires in May. <laughs> hey man, I've thought about it. All of us getting a fucking you know, four or five bedroom house in Castle Rock somewhere. Um, yeah, I, I don't, uh, but this is the first time that I've, I've set something up and been like, you know, let's just go get dinner or some shit and hang out and talk. Um, Show up to dinner in a U-Haul. So it's funny you say that. Cause we were, we were talking about lesbians <laughs> and, uh, yes, U-Haul lesbians. Yeah. Yep. And I asked her, I said, Hey, what does a lesbian bring to a second date? And she said, Are you all? And I was like, Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, she's the one. Yeah, right. And I she's, thought that she's was a joke until some of my <sighs> lesbian friends mentioned that multiple times without asking them. And yeah, there's truth in jest. I mean, it's right. for a reason. Right. And the so the um, I don't even remember what it was that that got me looking at this, but. I was looking at the uh, divorce rate. I think I sent it to you guys. I think we were chatting back and forth about it, but I pulled up the divorce rate in the United States for heterosexuals and it's like still around 50-50, right? And then you look up uh, homosexual men and it's like fucking 8% or some shit like that. Um, And anecdotally, I mean, you know, the numbers are skewed, right? But anecdotally, um, hold on a second. Are you done? Are you good? Dog over there using her goddamn washcloth tongue to drink water. Um, but anecdotally, all of the the gay male couples that I know have been together for like 20 goddamn years. They can be 30 years old and they've still been together for 20 fucking years. Like they met each other in grade school. Um, but then you look at the lesbian divorce rate and it's like 74% or something like that. I was like, well... Yeah, that makes sense. They kind of one, they jump into shit, and two, women are the ones that always uh, start that shit, right? So yeah, and you got two of them. So now, right now, you got two of them getting bored with each other and thinking everything's a fucking. Uh, uh, I, I was telling a friend of mine, I got on Tinder again a few weeks back, and all of the bios were like, "I'm in my Kelsey era. I'm just on here looking for my Travis." 
And I had a little rant and was like, you know, this is the problem right here is that, again, women are looking for this fantasy and then they don't get it and they get bored and they go looking for the fantasy again. They don't like reality and accountability in relationships. And I'm, yes, I'm generalizing. I know it's not all fucking women, but uh, a lot of them. And I think that, but I don't necessarily blame them because I think media, uh, I think society kind of pumps that into their head from a very young age, you know, Um, princess finding her prince and, treat me like a queen and treat me like gold and da, 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 da. No, I'll, I'll treat you like a human being and expect the same in return. Um, this chick asked me, she said, what are you looking for in a relationship? I said, Oh, to be appreciated for who I am and not expected to change or, you know, go way the fuck out of my way to make your life better. And she's like, that's pretty cool. (laughs) It's like, all right, well, if you're not bullshitting me, and that's when I realized how fucking jaded I really am. Like we make our jokes, especially me and Doug, well, especially Doug, well, Doug, but I, I, <laughs> I have just, I make a lot of jokes. Well, me and Doug make a lot of jokes. Well, Doug makes most of the jokes. Well, it's, Doug. it's all done. It's all done. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for explaining that to the people that didn't get it. Um, <laughs> now just to recap, <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> so now let's break this down in a in a, 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 a sentence with the, anyway. So we make our jokes about women being crazy and and whatever. What is it? Uh, tits or tires? If it's got tits or tires, it's going to do nothing but give you problems. Um, but what that means is that like cars give you a lot of problems, and then also women give you a lot of problems. There you go. There you go. You're going to be my interpreter for the rest of the fucking podcast. Um, I got you. Yeah. If it, if it licks a window, just wait for Adam to explain it. Um, but I realized talking to this woman and like actually being interested in her and not like, Hey, you want to come fuck? But actually, yeah, this chick's kind of cool. I realized how fucking jaded I really am after my divorce. And again, I was talking, I know, right? Well, I mean, and you know, but you don't know. It's like when I talk about, (laughs) I wouldn't know anything about that myself. When I talk about, my upbringing and, and, and the shit that my parents did to me. And you look at, I like, I'll look up and people are just like either crying or they're vomiting or they're like, how do you, you know? And I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess everybody didn't go through that kind of bullshit. Did they? You just, you, you get used to it, I guess. And yeah, I'm jaded as fuck, dude. I'm actually, I've decided I'm going to hit up my therapist next week and book some time and be like, Hey, can we talk about this? Because this is not going to help me have a healthy relationship. But I told a friend of mine, I told her, I said, when you go 15 years and you think you're happy and you think you're good. And then one day chicks just like, eh, I'm bored. I'm out. You know, it's really fucking hard to one, trust a female in that situation. Again, I I have, I have female friends. I have women friends that are super dear to me. I mean, like sisters, but in in a <laughs> romantic relationship, yeah, um, they're like stepsisters to me. They're like stepsisters. <laughs> they are like stepsisters. Uh, I mean, I'd fuck all of them. Don't get me wrong. I would fuck all of my female friends. I don't think there's a one of them that if they were just like, hey, Dan, do you want to fuck no strings attached? I'd be like, fuck yes. Um, the only thing I stuck in the dryer. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got to stick your head in the dryer and be like, oh, no, step Dan. Um, but I... 
I have a hard time trusting women in, in any kind of romantic relationship. I just, I, I'm always expecting them to be scheming and, and waiting to fight. Like I can't open myself up to them and be vulnerable because if I do, I know damn well, they're just going to wait until I don't have my armor on and stab the fuck out of my heart. And I don't want to be like that. Like I know it can happen, right? But every time you get in your car, a semi could fucking T-bone you and you're done. Right. So what do you do? I mean, I'd like to be in a relationship again, but I want it, I want it to be healthy. Now the difference is these days is I know when to walk away. I, I know when somebody is abusing me. Um, I'm pretty sure my ex was a narcissist and I, I hate throwing that out there because I know everybody thinks that I think everyone's a narcissist now and I don't, but um, I was thinking back of some of the, some of the things that happened and, and some of the conversations that were had and, I think I've talked about the little, uh, like I, I told this chick, you know, I'm not here to change for anybody. And, uh, it little nugget that Doug gave me one time when we were talking and I was tore up and it, it was after the divorce a year or two, I was just having a, a resurgence of stupid bullshit. And I was like, man, you know, it's just, it's hard to be mad at her because you know, she, she helped me change or she made me change and all this stuff, you know? And Doug was like, nah, she didn't. I was like, yeah, man, she really did. You know, I, I, I did this and I did that, you know? And he's like, mm -hmm. no, she didn't. I'm like, yeah, she did. He's like, nope. He said, you did that. You made those changes. He said, she may have been the reason. He said, but you're the one that made all the changes. You're the one that, that pushed through and, and identified what your, you know, faults were or whatever you want to call them and, and worked to, to move past them and all that stuff. He said, that was all you, dude. And I was like, Huh. And that's never, I have never forgotten that one. And two, I have shared that with other people. When people say, you know, I don't know how to get by without her. And, you know, she was, she was why I did this. And she was why I did that. And I'll be like, yeah, man, but she didn't do it. You did. I mean, again, she was your impetus, but you can, you can find that again. So Doug, Doug will, Doug will, surprise you once in a while in between turd flavored lollipops and turds in the punch bowl. He has an obsession with turds. Um, he'll, Doug he'll, also shared something with me that I have also shared with many people now. And, and what is that? Well, it's, it's, it doesn't go away, but it's treatable. So <laughs> I knew there was All a punchline right. coming. I just didn't. It ain't going to suck itself. No, <laughs> I mean, Steph, Adam, but, <laughs> there's a cream for it so it's okay i mean you just gotta not hey, everything look, stays in he Vegas. told you he was positive and you decided to do it anyway so i thought that was him consenting okay flare-ups are just part of life you know they don't even test i think adam knows this but um because i do like to fuck chicks on tinder um i also like getting tested for stds and can happily say that I don't have any. But I noticed that the company that I was using, uh, they used to do HSV1 and HSV2, I think it was. <laughs> and the last time I got tested, I was like, oh, that's weird. I was like, did I, I buy the wrong test? And I went through and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking. They just don't even do it anymore. And I think it was Adam. That's was because everybody me. has herpes now. <laughs> yeah. They said that it is so um, prolific and, and not necessarily dangerous that they just don't even bother fucking testing anymore. 
Because Adam yeah, would say, not, I mean, it doesn't doesn't affect you in any way, but uh, not really. Yeah. I mean, it's I it's painful and ugly, but that's about it. Oh, it's I mean, like HPV, they don't have an actual test for guys. There's I've, no I've, effective just, way to test them. I just found that out not too long ago either. Yeah, um, and aren't we like over the age? There's something about age with HPV and men too. If there's an age, you're probably over it. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. I, I think talking about the hill. <laughs> yeah, that too. It was something like if you're over 40 or something, like don't even bother getting tested because it doesn't matter or some shit. I don't remember. Um, I guess they think we're not getting laid, but. No, it's it really was weird. Though, their hearts. Prior <laughs> to there being a vaccine, basically, if. You had sex in your twenties. You got it. it. That's just yeah. all there was to yeah. it. Period. Full stop. Yeah, I do. I do remember reading that. That um, that was another one that was right. It was just like fucking everywhere. And I think what it is is like for men, it doesn't really cause any serious issues cause, or any issues. It, we we're just carriers. It can cause penis cancer. That's like the only thing. Yeah. Oof. That, that doesn't but I mean, at that point, an increased <laughs> risk of right. prostate cancer. Ah, good old, the old prostate dick rot. Cancer. You know, um, and I think Doug's the one that told me about this. Speaking of fucking dick rot, um, there is a uh, there's a test, a blood test that you can take for prostate cancer. And any men listening to this that have ever had their fucking prostate checked, dude, that is a terribly terribly uncomfortable and just i remember the first one i had the guy just need more foreplay yeah that yeah, might be yourself man yeah. he sticks his finger up there he presses he's like all right and he tosses and i don't think he thought it through but he like tosses the tissues onto the onto the bed you know and in my mind i hear now clean yourself up and get the fuck out um and there's some ab finger Oh my God. And I couldn't shit right for two days. It just, uh, that was terrible. And, uh, after my, uh, cause my dad had prostate cancer and after my vasectomy and the surgery and all that shit, I went to find a new urologist and I was like, you know, I need to, I need to stay on top of, I need to stay on top of the prostate thing because, you know, again, my dad had it, whatever. So I go to this guy and I'm like, Hey, you know, I want to do the blood test. And he's like, ah, I don't really like the blood test. I'm like, but why? <laughs> And I, right, Adam. Right. Thank you. And uh, yeah, he I don't said, really like the blood test. If you just bend over right here. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. He's rubbing himself. And he, what he claims was, is that the blood test um, that they have a relatively, I don't know, high chance or that they will pop positive. And then once that happens, you've got to go through the process of the biopsy and all that. He said, and he's like, but you know, I stick my finger up there and I'm thinking to myself, well, if the fucking thing comes back positive and you reach up in there and you don't feel anything that feels like, you know, a swollen prostate or whatever, why wouldn't you just do the blood test again? You know, I mean that, that, that's, I would do. Um, but as part of my, but he already uh, had his gloves on. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah. And, and like fucking, uh, uh, soft music playing and shit. We yeah, actually weird. had his, uh, two hands on your hips while. Yeah, that was the weird part was the fact that both hands were on the table and he was probing me. And uh, and you then know. the lights started changing. It yeah. was, you know, very he told me he loves me. Tech. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I felt a I felt something, a warm sensation. It was really weird. Uh, by the time I turned around, he was smoking a cigarette. Well, we got a little white music started. 
<laughs> I can't get enough of your love, baby. The uh, We got a little nasty with each other because he was just kind of being a dick. I did. And uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, so I was did. like, yeah, all right. And I just left. I was like, man, you're not the urologist for me. Um, but part of my testosterone treatment is every eight weeks I have to get blood work and the prostate, that, that prostate, uh, blood test is part of the, um, regimen and I'm, I'm way low. Like there, I was, I, I didn't, I was nowhere near the scale of, of having to worry about anything. A low prostate. Exactly. And I want to keep it that fucking way. <laughs> I know it swells up sometimes. I'm almost 50 years old. And sometimes I'm like, just give me a little pee pee. Just come on, give me a little pee pee pee. Um, but you're going to be one of those guys leaned over at the urinal. Just like, right. Come on. Ugh. Oh God. Those guys, I feel so bad for like, it used to be funny, but now that I've gotten older, I, I genuinely feel bad for guys when I, I hear them at the fucking urinal and they're you know, like you said, kind of bent over. And then you, you, and then you just hear this like stream and you hear him go, Oh God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just run a marathon or you jerk oh, off dude. there because you're breathing awfully heavy. Right. It's like, brother, you need to go get that checked. Like that's, that's not even funny anymore. You probably have prostate cancer or at least swollen fucking go get oh, tested, man. Oh, oh God. It's so good. I, I've heard that. I have heard that more than once. Of course, you know, I've also heard dudes like shit and go, Oh Jesus, you know, but I've been there too. So I have been there, but my old man, he's alcoholic, fucking worked in chemical companies, coal mines, three packs a day, chewed fucking, I mean, I'm not saying that I, I, I can't get prostate cancer. I'm just saying that asking if you've got a history of it in your family, isn't always necessary, necessarily, uh, you know, like You're a fucking death sentence. 100 million percent not going to get it. Yeah, definitely. Probably not. Maybe. I mean, based on that, maybe it Done. was his lifestyle, not necessarily genetics. Genetics. Right. And that's kind of my thing is that, you know, so, but, but I mean, all you can do at our age. And I, I also found a test uh, for that. You can avoid colonoscopies. You, uh, yeah, don't go to the doctor. yeah, just don't go to the doctor. Um, you can go, <laughs> you go, uh, you basically poop into a little hammock and then you scrape that and send it in and they test for, I think it's honestly, I think it's hemoglobin in the fucking fecal matter. Oh, I've had to do that. Yeah. You, uh, you put it like over the toilet and shit into the, yeah. Yep. yep. Blood in, blood in your poo is what they're looking for. Um, about one of those. I haven't taken it yet. Cause that's another one. I, again, uh, you know, buddy of ours has is just every time he turns around, he's got a new cancer, beats it. And another one comes up, but, uh, he had, I think colorectal can he had Colorado cancer and uh, people die from that shit. Or as Doug likes to say, I hope he dies from ass cancer. Um, and that's a real thing and it will kill you. And it is fucking horrible because oh, I don't, you know. for the record, the person that we're referring to, I hope nothing bad happens to. Oh me. yeah. No, 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 no. Sorry. As Doug says, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we love that guy. We love that guy. We want him to, to be very healthy and happy for many, many, many years. No. Um, but one of Doug's favorite things when he's talking about somebody he really, really, really doesn't like is I hope that motherfucker dies of ass cancer. 
or dick cancer. I think you've said dick cancer too, haven't you? Yeah. Dick cancer. That's, that, that's the ultimate level of hate is (laughs) dick cancer. Doug wishing dick cancer upon you. Because here, here's the thing that goes, that goes with it. I want them to go to the doctor uh, because something is bothering them and they, they biopsy the shit. And it turns out that this, it's this acute small cell, terribly aggressive thing. And they're going to have to cut their dick off if they're going to have a chance. And then they cut their dick off and then it gets. (laughs) And the end. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, metastatic that cancer is exclusively for the level of the most evil motherfuckers that you got. That yeah, that is not lovable. Yeah, he doesn't hate a lot of people. I think Dante wrote about that in the Inferno. That was like the what, lowest layer of hell or something, fourth or fifth layer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty sure you're right. Maybe the sixth. Yeah, yeah pretty sure you're right there. I'll just be dicking around. I'll tell you guys about uh, my trip to the Outer Banks. Ow. No. I went to the Wright Brothers Memorial with my buddy where they jumped off the hill to test their uh, glider. And on top of the hill, they built this big concrete monument to the Wright Brothers. And we just walked around it saying shit like, uh, man, I can't believe they lived in this thing. (laughs) <laughs> until someone corrected us and he was very concerned well look at you i mean you look like a millennial right and i he saw said, your buddy he looks like a pothead and <laughs> you know so he said we, we were like yeah this is crazy they lived in here i guess they got on top of this thing and jumped off with the glider or something and there was a guy up there with his girlfriend and he said guys they didn't they didn't live in this. This wasn't here first. They lived in those houses down there at the bottom of the hill. And it was like these two little shacks they had. Mm-hmm. And we just stared at them, just completely like nothing going on behind our eyes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes yeah. Oh, so they live down there. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, you get it. Yeah, they live down there. And we're like, Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, that makes more sense, man. Yeah, they just worked at the top of the oh, hill. They need a quicker way to get home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And we were like, the funniest part is that when he said that to us, we walked away and we're like, Man, that guy's a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Guy doesn't they didn't even live at the bottom of the hill. They lived in Ohio. What a moron. They lived in Ohio. <laughs> at least they're not uh, Mississippi. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I, bitches. I kept asking people why there was so much bicycle stuff at the museum there. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't... I don't understand the point of trolling. I've never. Dude, well, I, no, that's not I was like, dude, why is there so much bicycle stuff here? I thought they built like a plane or something. <laughs> Should have been like, didn't they build like a rocket? Right. Yeah, this they is were, where NASA was founded, right? This is, uh, they were definitely flat earthers. They were proving flat earth. No, they came up <laughs> with a biplane. 
<laughs> gay. But <I'm... laughs> bye. He said bye. Uh, My working theory is that one of them was trying to fuck a chick who lived at the Outer Banks because I can't think of a better reason to drive all the way from Dayton (laughs) to the Outer Banks. (laughs) Jump off a fucking hill. (laughs) Pussy and money, right? Pussy and money have have made dudes do some really fucking stupid shit. Oh, you're looking at your date tonight, Dan. Hey, we're going to get fucked, so you know, shocker. Oh, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, we heard you. We heard you, Dan. Jeez, I said rub fuck. it in. I mean, I wouldn't say no. I, I would, I would love to be that guy that would be like, no, baby, no. I, I want to take this slow and do it right, but I'm straight. Put on so. some Marvin Gaye first. Yeah, it's not. No, nah, dude, no. I'm, I'm straight. I said, God. I swear to God. <laughs> You're so autistic. What the what the fuck is your zip code? I swear. Eight six seven five three oh nine. That is, as a matter of fact, why you you now now everybody knows. Now I'm gonna get murdered or something. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>